Alex. Welcome to the Blue Collar Dynasty Podcast. We're busting our backs, getting our jeans dirty, and playing next man up dynasty football. We're giving you an in-the-trenches dynasty talk every week. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Born Football. That's B-O-R-N-E football. This week, we're talking post-draft risers and fallers, rookie draft tips, speed to round, well, mock draft round. Um, well, sorry, round two speed mock draft. Um, yeah, and I'm back. Sorry, y'all. I was gone. Um, sorry, Data Prince. I, I ghosted you. <laughs> I really did. I went Danny Phantom on you. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Danny Phantom. Great <laughs> reference. But I'm alive. Uh, alive well, well, I was on a hiatus myself, taking a journey to the land down under. So back now, Chib, both Dr. Chib and I, and uh, ready to talk rookies and post-draft. So let's get into it. Welcome back. <laughs> so, um, all right, we're going to go with risers first. Uh, I have three risers. Data Prince has three risers. And we're going to talk about the followers. I have three followers, and Data Prince has three followers. Um, then we'll hit you with the value pick from each of us. Um, and then next, the next segment, we'll uh, talk about some draft strategies. All right. So my, my first riser is Zay Flowers, Baltimore, wide receiver. Why? Because... He's got Odell Beckham on the other side of him. Every team is going to try to double Odell to shut him down. Then they're going to pack eight in the box in order to make sure Lamar just don't run. And they're going to ask Lamar, toss the ball, and beat us from the air. That's where Zay Flowers comes in. Use your nice, nice, beautiful hands. Use your speed. Use your intellect. Catch the ball. Get some yards. Get some touchdowns. And get some points. He will get plenty and plenty and plenty of one-on-one opportunities. So I think he's going to be a, a big riser because he's going to – I believe he should excel in that, and they're going to look at him to be not, not, no longer really a rookie but be um, an instant uh, impact player. Yeah, and I think the only reason he wasn't on my list is because I already had him this high. <laughs> All right, sense. my, my, yeah. rate, my uh, first riser is Tank Dell, Nathaniel Dell from Houston. So they drafted him in – the third round, I believe. Just check that third round. He's a versatile yak guy, and he's so so small, but he really tore up defenses in in a big way in in college. and And I think he might sneakily be able to do that in the NFL. Um, and the the big thing here is opportunity. Third round draft capital is pretty good draft capital, and we're talking about a guy that. Pre-draft, he was probably a borderline, I'd say, you know, borderline undrafted type of rookie guy. You know, he was just kind of in a cloud of cloud of guys. And right now, he's got a great opportunity in Houston with a rookie quarterback, yes. But, um, you know, if he shows up year one, year two could be even better. So um, he's a riser for me. That's a good one. All right, my second riser is Deuce Vaughn, Dallas running back. Um, reason, I know, I know data points you told me before, you're a little bit wary in terms of um, how high he was he was drafted. And I, I understand that, but I know that teams, well, at least the little bit that I understand in football, they tend to want to draft running backs later. 
And because of that, um, if they can draft him later, they kind of save money on the books. So I know he was drafted in round six, but I think I really like Mozzie Smith excuse me, um, as a pick from uh, the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Because they're not just looking for pass protection, but I think they're looking for really good run block. And if you remember, if you remember Michigan's season, they were like one of the top teams in running the ball. They ran, ran, ran this ball down the throat of everybody. And Mousy Smith was a big reason why, in terms of you know creating the gaps necessary for that running back. Duzvon, I really trust his work ethic and his desire to just be great. Um, he's he most likely has been doubted his whole life in some capacity, and I believe he has a chip on his shoulder to prove people wrong. Um, and then on top of it, the situationally, he's in a place where he's going to be the number one running back from day one. Why? Because Ezekiel Elliott's not there anymore. And Tony Pollard uh, has had major surgery. And so he's going to be coming back. So they're not going to push him back to carry so much of a workload. So Deuce Vaughn is really going to be the, really going to be the workhorse, which should uh, translate to points in, in fantasy. Yeah. yeah. And the only reason he's not on my list is because I was way too high on him coming into the draft and he didn't go until the sixth round. And I, I had him as my fourth best running back in the class. So, so I like his skill, but right now I'm trying to trade up for him to get him in the third round of a 14 team rookie draft. So, uh, you know, you can see his, his value there. It's quite a steal. Second riser for me is Rashi Rice. So he's he went to Kansas City, and as as has happened every single year in the past past two years at least, we've seen wide receivers that go and play with Patrick Mahomes get that Kansas City boost. We're gonna see that again here, and I don't I don't think it's without reason. I think it's it's rational. Um, Travis Kelsey isn't gonna be around forever. And heck, it doesn't even matter if he is. Tyreek was great with Travis Kelsey at the same time. So if that's the thing here, I think I think Rashi Rice is is worth, especially a second round um, flyer, and and he's really ri- risen up draft boards because of it. That's a good one. Mm. That's a good one. Um, my next one. I, I'm, I'm thinking about my Rashi Rice. I can't think about him before. My next one, I got Austin Eckler as a. Were we only supposed to pick rookies, by the way? No, no, you're good. <laughs> I I've got Tyler Algier later, so. Okay, cool. So I picked Austin Eckler as a riser, and the reason is because of the situation. I don't think he was. I know he's looking for more money as a running back, which I understand, and I really understand also. Like he he he. I think he scored a lot of fantasy points last year. Yeah, I think he had the most touchdowns of anybody else. I'm saying he's a riser because he's going to be within um, kind of more system now. The offense should be even more efficient, mm-hmm. right? They're really going to rely on him to open up the passing game with his running style. So they're going to really, I think they are going to give him an opportunity. Um, I'm, I am, a, I will say, y'all, I'm a little bit nervous because I know that, what's his name? Mike McCarthy was saying that Kellen Moore wanted to throw the ball too much. <laughs> <laughs> And he didn't want to really emphasize the running game as much. But I think in, in, intellectually, you have to give him the ball in order to open up, especially when you have your rookie um, receiver, Quentin Johnson, out there. I think he's going to be amazing. But he's going to need – he doesn't need extra pressure on him. And I think Austin Eckler is going to be a key to relieving some of that pressure and spreading out this offense as best as possible. So 
I'm hoping he becomes a riser. He becomes even more efficient, even more yards, especially because he wants a bigger contract. I'm hoping this this is going to be like a year where he's going to prove himself and say, hey, I got a lot in the tank. You know, pay me. And I'm hoping that that's going to translate to a lot of points um, in fantasy. Yeah, and he's a, he's a big uh, fantasy guru himself. So, uh, obviously, I think everybody here in the community would love to see Austin Eckler shoot for the stars this season. My third riser here is Anthony Richardson. So he's been, he flew up draft boards pre-draft and then landed at number three overall in Indianapolis. And I don't think there could have been a better fit for him. Um, We've got a coach that knows how to use rushing quarterbacks. And I mean, they've already said that they want to start him week one so that way he can learn on the field he's a rushing quarterback yeah that's a good one and, and i'll be honest oh go ahead yeah no go for it i would say secretly down low i'm i'm hoping and praying that he somehow falls to me <laughs> yeah yeah it's a it's a good idea to uh you know he's somebody that is worth the first round rookie pick right now with his rushing upside the fear going into this year was, is he going to go someplace where he has to sit for a full year? Because if he does, you're not going to be able to really utilize your draft pick for, for an entire year. And um, this way you've got a, you've got a high upside, low floor rushing quarterback who, you know, he's going to give you games where, he could get 40 points in a game if he's doing things with his legs really well. And they could still lose the game. <laughs> you know, yep. mm-hmm. um, we saw that with uh, Justin Fields this year, you know, running all over the town and yet still losing all of the games. Um, <laughs> poor Justin Fields. Um, but, but Anthony Richardson, you know, he, he could also give you those like negative games when he's thrown too many picks. And, you know, I think they've, they're going to give him a long leash. They understand what they got. I think this is the uh, Josh Allen plan right now. I, I think he's going to be good for fantasy year one, year two, year three. He's not only going to be great for fantasy, but also finally good for NFL. Hmm. I agree with you on that, 100%. I mean, he's just going to – he just fell into the perfect situation. I think he's going to have the perfect coach, um, a fan base that really is just praying that he's going to be great. He's going to have the freedom to do some flashy things and enjoy himself out there because, you know, a little bit goes a long way with, the, with that fan base. They're, they're going to give him a long rope um, or a long leash, I guess I should say. Um, but, yeah, so it should, it should be interesting fun. So – all right, for me, Fowler, Dalvin Cook, only for one reason. He might not play this year. That's it. <laughs> you know, he wants a bigger – he wants – I mean, the Nanny wants a bigger – he doesn't want anything. He's fine. It's that the Minnesota um, Vikings, they don't want to pay him all that money. They're looking to trade him or they might even cut him. Um, and if not, he'll just out of the season potentially. So I'm thinking that that will not be good for anybody. Yeah, Absolutely. My first faller is Marvin Mims. So he stole the hearts of, of everyone 
pre-draft. Um, he was, I see him as a similar player to like Sky Moore or Elijah Moore um, in the last couple drafts. He really was like that slot guy that everybody fell in love with that they thought he could be such an amazing route runner that he could transcend the, the, uh, the slot position. Um, and even beyond that, you know, they, they talked to him in terms of, yeah, all of the guys that are projected to go before him might not even be better than him, but he's a, he's a small guy and he goes to Denver, which I've heard people talk up Denver as a landing spot, but face value of Denver is that he's not going to get any, he's not going to get any uh, passes thrown to him. That's not true. He'll, he'll get some, but his, his target share is going to be pretty low face value wise. Unless, Who's he sure? That's other, other than Jerry Judy. He's got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton in front of him. Nah, I mean, I'm thinking of think about the who's the coach? Sean Payton. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that's the uh that is the one factor here. So this is Sean Payton's first pick as the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Maybe he'll find a way to use the guy. Um, I know Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy were kind of on the outs with the team. Russell Wilson's the quarterback. He disappointed last year. There's a lot of moving parts here. And I think we're going to see Marvin Mims come out on the right side of this. But right now, his value is falling. And it might be a good time to get a a value here. This might be – this is kind of my my cheap value pick. (laughs) Mm, That makes sense. That makes sense. I'll, I'm, I'm, it's funny because I don't want Denver to do good in anything. So it's like, I kind of don't want to see him do well. But then again, you're just know. mad at Russell. Well, I'm not because he really gave, gave us a great thing this year. You know, he gave us some great draft, two draft picks. <laughs> you know, it was like, thank you, Russ. We turned his two draft picks into all that goodness. So I'm not mad at him at all. I hope you have a good time. Yeah. So, um, all right. My follower. Oh, wait. Yeah, my follower, Ryan Tannehill. Y'all know I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's, now he's got two quarterbacks that they should be starting over him. That's not yeah. true. He's okay. He's the better quarterback, right? But, but they need to try out these, their rookie picks that they've been making the last couple of years. Yep. That's I'm true. speaking for you. <laughs> Look, Will Levis, I mean, he's, I think it's his team, let's be honest. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm not a huge Will Levis fan, but yeah. I think I think with his rushing upside for fantasy, he could actually be good. I'm hoping the attitude problems they talk about with him are actually true. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they are, then mm. Yeah. Oh, well. I think he's going to be the next Aaron Rodgers. Wait, he was sitting like that in the green room. <laughs> oh, man, they played that kid so hard. <laughs> All right. My second faller here, Tyler Algier, Atlanta. I don't think we have to go into this too much. 
Bijan went here. And as we kind of talked about pre-draft, wherever Bijan lands, everybody else is dead. We don't care about him. Bijan is the king, the almighty. The uh, maybe maybe too much blasphemy there. <laughs> he is everything. That's funny. He is. He's gonna be great. He's gonna be great. I'm wondering. Uh, well, you know, I look forward to seeing what happens with Tyler Algier because that was really he had to get a year, and I was hoping he would just grow on it, but. But then I'm also thinking that they might do running back by committee. I would do that to protect my assets, right? But anyway, we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, they're going to run enough where it's not like Tyler Algier is not going to see the field. But it, unless Bijan gets hurt, it's Bijan's team. That makes sense. Um, all right, my next follower is Christian Kirk. All right, this one is not too um, complicated in why I chose, but First, he had he was pretty inconsistent anyway last year, but now you're gonna bring bring in, in um what's his name 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 yeah guy you who bet. Right? yeah Atlanta Falcons Calvin Ridley there Calvin you go Ridley. yes now you're gonna be bringing him in and he's gonna be getting plenty of targets right and then what's his name um oh the the tight end what's his name he came from the Giants uh, I know yeah. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, is he still there? Yeah. They okay. Signed him. Um, okay. So I think with that, like, I mean, Christian, you're going to have to step up, right? Or else. And then you're paying you a lot of money to do what? So, yep. but yeah, my anyway, point is, I think he's going to step, take a step back a little bit this year. Um, if not, I, I'd, I'd be happy for him, but, but I do think he's going to take a step back. Yeah, Zay Jones is the other guy there, which I, I think gets hurt even more by Calvin Ridley. Because at least at least uh, Kirk is going to be in the slot, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. My faller, my last faller is uh, related to one of my risers, and that's Michael Pittman. <laughs> so... Um, while we love Anthony Richardson's upside, especially his running ability, um, his passing ability is not there yet. And I do not see Michael Pittman really, really coming alive with, uh, with a rookie quarterback, let alone one that has a horrible um, throwing percentage um, or, you know, completion percentage. So um, he's definitely a faller for me. Should we move to value picks? You, my value pick is John Domingo. Um, reason being, he's gonna be. An, I believe he's gonna be a starter immediately. They got rid of their top run, uh, receiver anyway to the Bears. What's his name again? What's his name? I'm forgetting his name. Oh well. So um, they got rid of him, and Mingo's gonna come in, and him and Bryce are gonna have to create a connection um, immediately. He- Mingo, I like the way he played when he was with Ole Miss. Um, is he the greatest receiver out there? No, but I think he runs routes pretty well. And uh, I'm hoping that translates. He doesn't have to be the fastest person in the field, but I believe it will translate some capacity. And he's a tall target. So when you have a quarterback that's not the tallest, they need someone that you can see. The tall target with almost a 40-inch vertical, which is a good thing. So, yeah, I'm hoping – I'm seeing him as a as a value pick. Yeah, and DJ Moore was the, the guy you're – trying to think of before thank you you do not forgot yep yep 
All right, my value pick. I think this is a guy that you tried to draft in our mock draft, um, and he wasn't on the list. He's. I can tell you he's now on the list. This is Michael Wilson. So I, I got pretty high on him right before the draft, and then the Arizona Cardinals selected him with the 94th pick. That's third-round draft capital. Um, for those counting at home and top 100. And I think he's a screaming value at 6'2, 213. He's got great short area athleticism. And, um, you know, his, his 40 times not great. He's not super athletic, but what he does really, really well is route running. He, he knows how to get open. Um, his, major problem and the reason why he didn't do well in the draft or didn't do as well as he probably should have done in the draft, I should say, is he kind of was always injured in, in college. Um, so when he was on the field, he was great. When he wasn't, he wasn't right. You can't, you can't win when you're not on the field. So the hope here is that he actually stays on the field um, and he went to the Arizona Cardinals, which again, isn't, doesn't seem like a screaming value yet. If, if all of a sudden we wake up tomorrow morning and a certain big name wide receiver from the Arizona Cardinals is no longer there. Hey, guess what? He's like at least top three on this depth chart and could could be uh, the I guy. Hollywood Brown. What's that? I think he'd be above Hollywood Brown. Ooh. <laughs> who who might be the number one if um <laughs> oh my god, we are really bad with names today. If the hop leaves, yeah, thank you. AJ Green retired. Yeah, no, I was talking about Hopkins. I'm yeah. saying AJ Green retired, so all you have left is Hollywood Brown and D Hop. Nobody, know. nobody cares about AJ. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, just make clear. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Rondell Moore, um, DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. Um, Hollywood Brown. I, I think Hollywood is who I'd be worried about the most. Rondell Moore really hasn't shown enough for me to be worried about him. And if Michael Wilson can stay healthy, then Hollywood Brown is—I don't want to say he's washed, but he's not—he can't carry the team. He's not going to be number one, right? And I know this because when D, like when D Hop came back, D Hop played three games, almost had a thousand yards. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's be honest, like this guy was—he's a, a monster, <laughs> right? And it was like after seeing, after witnessing that, I said, "Oh, that's what a number one receiver looked like." <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, Hollywood Brown is not that. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's a real Honestly, I, I'd be kind of worried about him on the Bills because I, I'd be worried about Josh Allen just going. Okay, everybody's so good. Who do I throw to? Who do I throw to? They're all open. What do I do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. Moving into our next segment here, draft strategy strategy tips. Um, all right, 
I we've got just one tip for each of our um, position groups, and and Dr. Chip's gonna give us uh, these. These kind of came from me. Dr. Chip's gonna uh, review them when I. Uh, so as I say them, Dr. Chip's gonna give us his thoughts on on whether he concurs, disagrees, has a agreeing opinion for a different reason. You know, this is going to be like the Supreme Court, guys. All right. Tip one, running backs. Focus on draft capital and opportunity. So low draft capital is, is a problem at the running back position because it, next year they can be easily replaced. And, and if – so if you've got low draft capital – and low opportunity, obviously, you're not going with anything. If you've got um, low draft capital, high opportunity, somebody like Deuce Vaughn, then he might be really good this year. But next year, somebody might get drafted and take over his spot. And, and the team really won't care, you know, because they didn't invest anything in him. So so that's our that's my idea on on uh running back what do you think i agree actually um what's it called the opportunity aspect i think is the most important aspect for me where if you know that they're going to get plenty of touches you know that's what running backs need, need touches against a rhythm they're going to get plenty of touches and they have a good line in front of them then boom you got yourself a you got yourself a, an amazing situation but if it's a, you can be the best running back ever. But if you got a bad, bad line, bad coaching, bad, you know, strategies, all that stuff, you know, they're, they're going to struggle. So, I think I think you were spot on on this one. Yeah, and I no, I, I love that you pointed out offensive lines because I think as we're going through rookie drafts for running backs, you know, that might be worth thinking about. Where does the line stack up? For these players because quite frankly i know i haven't been thinking about it in this recent draft and maybe i'll wake up tomorrow and regret a pick <laughs> <laughs> ah. uh-oh tip two wide receivers focus on talent talent is king at the wide receiver position the only problem is actually knowing how to grade talent or skill like who who is actually good? How do we know? Well, um, maybe they dominated in college um, against good competition. You know, maybe they were otherworldly against bad competition. Um, maybe they were just always good when they were on the field. You know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to see talent. Everybody, every talent evaluator has has a different take on this, you know, and that's, that's why the talent evaluator job exists, right? This is not easy to determine whether somebody is good, but if a wide receiver is good, they're going to demand targets on their team because they're going to, their team's going to see the talent and give them the ball in theory. Right. Um, so this, the idea behind here is versus draft capital and opportunity, right? Um, so how can we get those value, those later round draft capital guys with 
screaming talent or those guys that don't seem to have an opportunity, but all of a sudden come out of the woodwork and take over a team. So where do you fall on this, Dr. Chib? Um, I, I would say, yes, I agree in terms of what do you mean talent? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, um, for me, I would say the top, the top, um, route runners is the talent that I'm looking for. They have a different rhythm about them, things like that, and it's going to go a long way. So I will go with that first before anything. Um, and yeah, so if I see really great route running, I think I want to pick that person up. Um, pick that person up, especially if they're, even if they're like low, low, like low value, I get them later, even better. But if someone is a spectacular route runner, I'm going to get them as quick as possible because that's going to translate best into the NFL. And I was listening to Shannon Sharp when he was talking about it. He was slow. He said, it. He said I was slow, but I ran routes better than everyone else. And when they saw how I was getting out of my breaks, things of that nature, and it was so effective, you know, they knew they had something. And he was he was almost undrafted, I think. So that's something that tells me and he's a Hall of Fame player. So that's something that tells me that route running really does translate. So our focus on that. Yep. Great points. Tip number three, tight ends. Focus on veterans. This is kind of a weird thing to say moving into rookie drafts. Um, but at the tight end position, it's important to remember that the tight ends are the slowest developing position. Rookie tight ends statistically don't perform well in the rookie year. There's a few outliers. We had Evan Ingram and Mark Andrews in, in recent memory. Um, and that's, that's kind of about it. Um, Kyle Pitts did okay, but Kyle Pitts disappointed hugely in the first two seasons and he was supposed to be otherworldly and he still might be, but not until year three, probably. So um, it's important to remember that you shouldn't have high expectations for your rookie tight ends. And therefore you probably shouldn't take them until, I, I mean, until the third round in a normal year, this is a, an incredible year for tight ends at, in the rookie draft. So maybe we're talking second round for the first few to come off the board. I will say as somebody whose team took a, took a tight end in the first round, Dalton Kincaid, we'll see if I take my own advice on this. This will be really hard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you get a little hyped for those, uh, those big, uh, big receivers. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So tight ends, I mean, I don't know much about tight ends, but I can agree with you. I don't know any rookie tight ends that are doing anything amazing. Yeah. And I don't even, even second year tight ends that are doing anything amazing. So yeah, yeah, focus on the veterans, stick with them. Yeah. Use your draft picks, use your draft picks on something else. I think I'm in year four with Cole Komet, and he's a guy I drafted, and I've been waiting all this time for him to be good. He showed something last year for the first time. So there you now, go. A lot of teams are getting away. They're not using their tight ends as much as they, sh as they could. Yeah. So when they're, when they're young, they block. 
Oh, when you're older, the catch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. It's weird. All right, tip four, quarterbacks. Focus on rushing ability and top 10 picks. So if if they're not in the first 10 picks of the NFL draft, they're likely not going to be good. And if they've got rushing ability and are in the top 10, they could be incredible. Okay. Um, we're talking about Anthony Richardson really this year. He's, he's that full five on my scale of quarterbacks, you know, where he's, he's, he's not just good with his legs, but he's, he's great. He's, he's that next tier, um, you know, players like Will Levis and Hendon Hooker have decent mobility, um, but we're not top 10 picks. Um, and then we talked about Bryce Young and CJ Stroud pocket extenders, good pocket passers that can run the ball a little bit, but they're in that third group, right? Those, those, those quarterbacks that we're going to see good seasons from, and we're going to see bad seasons from, and that's because they don't do enough with their legs to sustain fantasy football points. I agree with what you said in this capacity, because I was really hating when people were just running all over me, the quarterback, and he's getting all these points, Josh Allen. And it's like, wow, you didn't even win the game, but you sure win this one. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just going to agree with you on that one. So that's definitely it. Yeah. Yeah, I do love having Josh Allen in our league. <laughs> that boy, a Chico. <laughs> yeah, Chico, this year, though, yeah. this year, Jackson's going to have something to say. All right, should we move into our speedy two-round rookie mock draft? So we're starting with pick 101, and we're ending with pick 212. Are you ready? Fast fast and heavy. Are we explaining why we're picking this person, or just pick and go? Pick and go. You get one sentence. All right, cool. One sentence, if you can, one word. All right, let's do it. With the first pick of the – no, just kidding. We're going to do faster than that. 101, Bijan Robinson, because he is football. Football is Bijan. 102, Jackson Smith and Jigba, because he is a route-running genius. 103, Jameer Gibbs. It's really, it's really about his landing spot here. Detroit is a great spot. That's all we're getting. <laughs> 104, Quentin Johnston. Boy, a beast, and he's going to a spot where they're going to be throwing the ball like crazy uh, with the new offensive coordinator and uh, Justin Herbert. All right. 105, Jordan Addison, because it is easy to be open on the other side of the field from Justin Jefferson. That's a fact. You didn't pick him, I would. <laughs> 106, Zay Flowers. It will also be good to be open on the other side of Odell's coach. <laughs> Wait, Odell's good? <laughs> uh, 107, Anthony Richardson. 
because rushing quarterbacks are fun. 108, Zach Chabernet, because I am a Seahawk diehard and I'm not letting my guys out. <laughs> also, because uh, we're going to be wondering about committing, he's going to get plenty of opportunity to not only run the ball, but he's a pass catching running back. So he's going to be an opportunity to do that as well. More points. <laughs> All right. 109, Rashi Rice running on the field with the best quarterback in football, best active quarterback in football equals fantasy points sometimes. <laughs> All right. 110, Bryce Young. Too smart, too intelligent. He's going to get points somehow. Good pick, good pick. 111, Devon A-Chain, because he's a speedy back in a San Francisco-style running offense. He's a third back though. Jeff Wilson and what's the guy? What's his name? Is that is that Mostert? It's Mostert. I I think they're gonna put him in front of them. Oh, that's a bold claim. I take. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> One twelve. Uh, Jalen Hyatt. Uh. With. Isaiah Hodgins and Darren Waller, he should get an opportunity to get a lot of one-on-ones um, and use that speed of his that was so terrorizing at Tennessee. Tennessee terror, Jalen Hyatt. Dun-dun-dun. 201, Kendra Miller. Because certain somebody is suspended or might be or will be. I <laughs> You think Alvin Kamara's going to be suspended? He, there's talk of it. He's supposed to be. We'll see if it comes to fruition. Yeah, he, he did something bad. I forget what it was. It, he probably beat somebody up, if I remember. Correctly. Oh, okay. Two oh two, the Deuce. <laughs> Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn. Like that pick. Yeah, he's going to be. We already talked about it. Gonna be in a place where he's gonna be the number one running back because Zeke is gone and Pollard is coming off of surgery. So your team dudes. Very nice. Very nice. It's funny, my uh my ranks have changed since I uh started this other draft. So um I I'm adapting a little bit on the fly. So I I had three players that I'm I'm uh just throwing down my draft board here. And one of the players that's going to skip up, we were talking about him earlier, Jonathan Mingo. Oh, that was going to be my next one too. And Mingo was his name. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next pick. Marvin Mims. First pick of Champagne's, the Champagne era in um, Denver. And I'm hoping that that's sentimental enough that they're going to use him a lot. And, uh, yeah, and we'll see how things turn out. I know, um, what you call it, Hamler uh, is not very durable. And Tim Patrick, I think, said, like, he had ACL uh, tier. So, hopefully, he'll get plenty of targets. I know he's yep. competing with Judy and all of them, but that's what happens. Yep. Yeah, and clearly, I threw him too far down my board. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah, he was he was one of the three. 
where I'm like, you know what? It, it's funny because I've got him floating up there because of skill. The other, the other one. All right. I'm just going to, I'm going to take my guy, Michael Wilson. So okay. he's another one. I, I had these guys, uh, I will say in the first round, but, but after seeing what value you can get, these guys are, are guys that I wouldn't take. Honestly, Michael Wilson, you can probably get in the third round. That's why he's a value pick to me. Okay. I like it. All right, Shit, my pick. 206. Yep. Tank Bell, Houston, our receiver. That's a good pick. Stroud needs someone to throw to. He does. He does. All right. With the 207, Roshan Johnson, Chicago, running back. Because I don't think Khalil Herbert is not enough to. Stop him from getting on the field. That's true. All right. 208. You already know my guy from D, Ohio State University. <laughs> J, C, J, Stroud. <laughs> yeah, that's actually honestly probably a little bit offensive that he's fallen this far. <laughs> it is, but I was, I was more thinking about it as just a general picking versus yeah. if I was picking, I would pick him up higher. Yeah. But I think I think it's important though to also realize for people that this is kind of what happens in drafts is is people people do fall and you know in a one quarterback league there's really not that many players that or teams that need quarterbacks and I don't think I don't think CJ Stroud with his lack of rushing ability is going to be you know, he, this is probably the right type of value for him. This is probably where you want to take him. It's probably not where you have to take him, though. All right. Let's see. Is anybody else falling down our boards? Yes, we have. We still have. Uh, he's a third-round pick. All right. I'm choosing between two third-round picks. I'm going to go the talent I know over the talent I no, I'm just kidding. I'm going route running over big guy, and that is Josh Downs for Indianapolis Colts because he'll be good eventually. That's what I'll say. He'll grow right alongside Anthony Richardson. Okay, I like that. Ooh. This is a tough one. I'm getting a little bit flustered. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead. It's <laughs> makes me out of left field, but – Israel. Oh my God. Abanikanda. So he was one of my favorite running backs going into the draft. I just don't like his landing spot at all or his draft capital. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about Brees Hall and the ACL injury. And I'm like, uh, he may get some time a little bit in the beginning. Yeah. Maybe kind of work his way into his offense and everything. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I think it's a good call. I think there's more opportunity there than people realize. All right. This is, this is a little ridiculous. Um, I've got a few, few guys here that I do want to take, but I only have one pick left here in the second round, the two eleven. just because, I mean, 
I'm sorry, guys, but there's no way you're getting this screaming value in your draft. He is not going this low. Dalton Kincaid with the 211. But this is probably where he should go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is a tough one for me. You know what? Let me just do it. My next pick is going to be Hey, Don Boot. Keishan Boote. Yes. Now that the Patriots have an actual offensive coordinator, <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's it. I will say there's not one thing that worries me about Keishan Boote. It's just it's everything. Everything worries me about Keishan Boote. <laughs> I I just, you know, Chip, I got some homework for you. Can you tell me the last wide receiver that the New England Patriots drafted that had over 500 yards? That's all I they need drafted? to know. That they drafted? Nope. Can't tell you. <laughs> Right. Drafted, it was like, that's what you had to say, drafted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like a time. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be someone. <laughs> um, I really I really will do that homework <laughs> before the next podcast. We'll, we'll see if I remember to tell everybody my results. But um, that's going to do it for us today on the podcast. This has been great, guys. Thanks for... Thanks for listening. Good to be back. Chip, you want to close us out? Yep. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Oh, I should say, <laughs> I did have a note here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Chip, what am I doing? I was like, I guess we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, what about this note, Alex? Uh, let me, yes. let me, let me, let me, uh, you before you. Alex, wasn't there an announcement you wanted to give to the people? Ah, yes, Chip. In the upcoming weeks, <laughs> we're planning on having a rotating cast of guests to share how they play Dynasty. Re- these are real people, real real players of Dynasty football coming in to, to share their takes and, and what they think about, about the players and, and their strategies. Um, they're going to come in. They're going to they're gonna ask us a few questions so you can learn right alongside them. You know, they're varying... Uh, uh, experience levels so that'll be that'll be great um this is a podcast of the people we're bringing the people to the podcast all right so i'm excited for it you're excited for it and uh, we'll see who we get on this podcast well thank you everyone for joining us don't forget to subscribe rate and review the podcast follow us on twitter at born football that's b-o-r-n-e football that was our weekly pod choose happiness spread love give them hell